Welcome into the Lifeline Morning Show. I'm Steven. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. So here we are. Another great day, right? I know it's dark outside. It seems like, ugh, I just want to go back to sleep. Actually, that was me this morning. I had to set my alarm again. Give me 15 more minutes, <laughs> you know? Oh, but today is going to be a great day. Once you finally get up and going, you're going to realize that. And I want to help you out. I want to give you something inspiring, something to encourage you today. So I came across a pretty inspiring quote, and I want to share it with you. From Mary Oliver, a Pulitzer Prize winning poet. Mary Oliver said this. Instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. I mean, it sounds so simple, but really when you think about it, this is a deep, profound statement. Pay attention. That means, you know, there's so much going on around us that we should be noticing. Lots of times we get stuck in our head about what's going on in our lives. And we get so hyper fixated on things that honestly, we might not even have any control over, you know, and we stress out about it. But sometimes in the middle of that stress and that chaos, what we need to do is just take a second, breathe. Look around you. Enjoy what you see. Enjoy what you hear. Maybe you're a mom and you're really dealing with a lot of stress and your kid's in the other room playing. Maybe what it'll take for you is just to calm yourself and to listen to what's going on in the other room. You hear that baby of yours chuckling. <laughs> That'll bring joy to you. Or maybe, I don't know, you're out and about today. You're in the vehicle. And it's like, I'm just not feeling it today. I got so many things to do. I never will get to the bottom of this to-do list. I know it's not going to happen. And then you come to a traffic light. And you stop. And instead of just fixating on what you're thinking about, maybe take a chance to look in the eyes of people that pass by. Those cars that are coming from the opposite direction. You know, sometimes it just takes... I don't know, being aware. Watch the people as they pass by. See if they have a smile on their face. You'd be amazed at how many people are in the middle of a conversation as they're going down the road, and there's this big smile on their face, and you see it, and it's contagious. You catch it. It's amazing how that works. And sometimes the simplest things, like simply when you get out of the car, taking a moment, stand there, listen to what's around you. Maybe... You even catch a glimpse of a squirrel as he's gathering all of his nuts. You know, it, it's just the smallest things that can bring us the greatest joy in the middle of some pretty chaotic times. I just want to remind you to take some time and be astonished. Be amazed by what's around you and let that distract you from the stress because we all need that. And then well, one thing to do the whole time is talk to God about what you're stressed about. He can help you with it. He wants to help you with it, okay? So take that challenge today. See if it doesn't help you have a better day. To inspire people, don't show them your superpowers. Show them theirs. Do you lift your hands at church during worship? I don't know. Do you ever feel kind of uncomfortable when you're just not feeling it, but everybody around you is lifting their hands? Do you feel pressured to lift yours? <laughs> Let's talk about that. I think it's something you're really going to love. Coming up next. Lifting your hands in worship at church, what exactly does it mean? 
I know it means different things to different people, right? Yeah, you know, there's a Christian comedian who's made a a long-running joke about, you know, how do you lift your hands in church? Yeah. Is it the window washer? Where you put in, you put up one hand, you kind of wave it from side to side as a slow song is going on. <laughs> Are you that it was this big kind of uh, kind of hand raiser where you put both hands out in front of you like you're showing somebody how big a fish was that you caught, and you kind of keep your hands right there in front of your face that way. You know, it was this big that kind of hand hand raising. <laughs> and he goes on for days and days. Tim Hawkins is hilarious, but you know when it really comes down to it, sometimes. You don't feel like raising your hands at church. Yeah. Maybe you see other people lifting their hands, but you just, you don't, you're not feeling it. And it's kind of a strange place to be. Well, I came across a little bit of a comment here from Mike Donahue. You remember him from 10th Avenue North. He's doing his own thing now. We've been playing his song all together here on the show, here on the, the radio for a long time now. I'm about to play another one of his for you. It's called, um, it's called Glory I Couldn't See. But anyway, let him talk with you a little bit about lifting your hands at church. I thought this was so cool. He makes a really good point, and I've never quite thought of it like this. So here, see, see what you think. Okay, you ever been at a church service, trying to get your worship on, trying to feel it, and out of the corner of your eye, all of a sudden, everyone's arms start going up at the same time? And you go, did I miss something? Was there some kind of cue in the bulletin that I missed? Was there some spiritual helium valve that got set off that's affecting everyone but me? Because everyone's lifting their hands, but I don't feel like lifting my hands. I don't feel spiritually superior enough to do that. I don't feel anything. If I start raising my hands just because everyone else is raising their hands, that just makes me a hypocrite. So I'm not going to raise my hands, but I'm going to feel awkward while I sit here with my hands in my pockets. Uh, that was me for a long time. And then I became a dad and I had this moment with my first daughter. She was two and she walks up to me and she goes, dad, dad, hold you. And I said, that's not correct grammar. She said, dad, hold you. And when she lifted her hands, I went, that's it. Maybe when we lift our hands in worship, we're not showing off. Maybe we're showing our need. Maybe like little children, we're not calling for attention, we're calling out for comfort. Maybe we don't raise our hands in worship to say, I've got it all together. We're saying, I need to be put back together. I don't know if it helps you, it certainly helps me. I love that. Here he is now, with glory I couldn't see, Mike Donahue. I want to hear heaven when my daughter laughs And feel the spirit every time we dance when we dance he always wants to dance. Well, did you know there's an official worst day of the week? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. You probably already know. After this. So my wife, my daughter, and I, we were leaving church yesterday, and my little girl asks us, Hey, what's your favorite day of the week? And Cassie says, Friday, for sure. And I said, hmm, Saturday. I think Saturday is my favorite day. And you know what she said? Sunday's my favorite day. We asked her why. She said, because I get to see all my friends at church. (laughs) I love that she loves church that much. That puts a smile on any parent's face. 
Yeah, but let me tell you what puts a frown on almost everybody's face when it comes to the days of the week. Did you know that Guinness World Records has actually officially declared Monday as the worst day of the week? <laughs> I mean, we were all thinking it. At least they actually put it out there. They made it official, but no. Today, we're going to redeem it. We're going to make sure that Monday becomes the best day of the week. You want to take the challenge with me? Want to get this thing started off right? All right, let's do it together, okay? So today, what I want you to do is I want you to look for the good stuff happening around you. I want you to be aware. Have your eyes and your ears open. All that stuff. Look for God in all the details, and I guarantee you, you're going to find him. He's been there the whole time. There's just something about Mondays that makes us go, Ugh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to get out of the bed. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. I promise. Here's Petey Martin and Lauren Daigle. We'll come back home right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Turn it up. It's a good song. I believe some congratulations are in order, so I want to be the first to say it. Okay, so Abby Joe had a birthday over the weekend. She turned eight years old. We got to go to her party yesterday. It was absolutely awesome. I had a blast. I got to play with the kids. I'm a big kid at heart. Yeah. Um, let's just say that I wiped the floor with some kids when it came to tic-tac-toe. Oh, yeah. They had a really cool setup. So um, <laughs> Abby Joe's mom had these like big poster boards, right? And she took a Sharpie and she made these tic-tac-toe, um, uh, you know, the little thing you play tic-tac-toe on. And so she had these little mini pumpkins. She had white ones and she had uh, those orange ones. And so that's how you play tic-tac-toe. It was pretty cool. I loved it. <laughs> Plus, another congratulations, another big shout out to Grayson Parks. I saw the fish that dude caught over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. It looked like a big mouth bass. It was a crappie, but still, he did a wonderful job. Bumped into him last night at Walmart. It's one of my daughter's good friends as well. She loves playing Roblox and Minecraft with Grayson. So just uh, wanted to shout them out this morning as I'm getting ready to start the car line competition. So stick around, and we're going to play coming up here at the top of the hour. It's coming up so soon. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun, okay? Say it with me in three, two, one. Give me the horn! That's how we start the car line competition. Your chance to win three gift cards. Oh my goodness. But no, hold on one second. I believe there was some rolling over that happened last week. Weren't, wasn't there? Wasn't there some rolling over? Yeah, um, so let me, let me try to remember. How many gift cards do we have up for grabs this morning? Oh my goodness. Could it be? I think it is. Yeah, Charles passed his on. And then Bobby passed his on. That's six. So three go to the caller anyway. That's nine gift cards for the first caller? Oh, my goodness. I better get this question out here so you can call me up and tell me the answer to it. All right, here we go. And since we're here at Lake Gunnersville, I thought, hey, you know, we all should know a little bit about boats, ships. Yeah. So here we go. Here's your question. Which part of a ship is the stern? Is it the left side, the back, the right, or the front? 256-505-0885. Call me up. Let me know which part of a ship or a boat is the stern. Is it left, back, right, or the front of the ship? 256-505-0885. Waiting on your call right now. Oh, my goodness. This thing is already lighting up. Yes. All right. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song. I'll get your answer. Here's Andrew Rip with Fill My Cup right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. 
in fact, I keep telling more and more people about this thing because some people don't know about the car line competition. But, hey, we got it going every weekday morning from 7 until 8. We have a whole lot of fun with it. So tell you what, I'm going to play this answer for you. And now lots of times what I do is... You know, I give second and third chances and I work my magic. I make it sound like nothing, you know, n- nobody messed up. Nobody got it wrong. But on this instance, I think I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it through. I'm going to let it through because it teaches us pr- something pretty cool. Here, take a listen to this. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, who am I talking to? Mike. All right, Mike. Yes. Do you know a little something about boats? I hope I do. <laughs> I hope you do, too, because <laughs> there's a whole lot riding on this question right here. Nine gift cards. If you can give me the right answer, which part of a ship is the stern? Is it the left side, the back, the right side, or the front? Uh, the stern is the front. Ooh. I missed it. You did. <laughs> so sorry. You want me to give you another try? Uh, you can if you'd like. <laughs> okay, I'll work my magic and it'll sound like you got it on the first try. All right, so it's definitely not the back. But it's the opposite from... Uh, it's definitely not the front. You said front. But um, but it's definitely the opposite from the front. So here we go. I'm going to ask the question one more time. You tell me the right answer. Which part of a ship is the stern? Is it the left side, the back, the right, or the front side? It's got to be the back. It is the back. Congratulations, sir. You just won nine gift cards. Oh, what do you think about that? I think that's great. <laughs> I think I so, really too. Yeah, so with all those gift cards, you have an opportunity to share a lot of love with a lot of people. And that's one of the reasons why we do this is because we want to make your day better and we want to help you make somebody else's day better. So tell me about two people that mean a whole lot to you. How about I pay all those gift cards forward to the next caller? Oh, my goodness. So we got a train going. Okay. I got you. We can do that. Man, that's this amazing stuff. Okay, so the next caller stands a chance to win 12 gift cards. That sounds good. Mike. I already missed the question anyway. <laughs> I don't feel right about winning it anyway. So I got you. <laughs> Okay, I understand. Well, thanks, man. Thanks so much for paying it forward. Thanks for calling, and thank you so much for listening. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, have a great one. You too. All right, bye. Bye-bye. I love it. I absolutely love it. Mike, thanks so much for calling me and thanks for letting me use that that conversation because, you know, it, it's really cool how sometimes it's like, I don't know, I've, I've had this happen a few times where, you know, I'll give the second chance and they're like, well, I didn't get it, so I don't feel like I deserve it. And, you know, but really when it comes down to it, I'm more than happy to, to, to give you the gift cards. I, I really am. But I understand if you have a check in your spirit about you know, accepting the gift cards. I totally get that. I really do. So I just wanted to kind of play that because that's that's kind of what, what we see from time to time. And it's not the first time it's happened either. So thanks, Mike. It's, your honesty is going a long way, man. It really is. Thanks again for calling me. All right. So you heard him. We got a train going. Uh-huh. Yeah. That means that not nine gift cards, but 12 gift cards are up for grabs on this next question. Are you going to be the one to answer it and win 12 gift cards let's find out here's a question which of these oh let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna skip that because that that's that's literature let's, let's do something easier all right here we go let's take you back to math class how about those multiplication tables yeah what is 42 divided by seven is it four five six or seven two five six five oh five oh eight eight five i didn't think it'd take long to get a caller on that one i got one 88.5 jfm good morning Good morning. Hey, how's it going? 
Going good. Good. All right. Who am I talking to? Ashley Hodges. Ashley Hodges. Have you heard what's been going on? Yes, I have. Twelve gift cards? Are you feeling the pressure? A little bit, but I'm a teacher, so I hope I get it right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so, too. Here we go. All right. What is 42 divided by 7? Is it 4, 5, 6, or 7? I'm thinking it's 6. You are correct. Congratulations to you. Oh, the teacher got it right. So I see that's so cool to me because the tables have turned. I got to pop the quiz on the teacher. That's amazing stuff. I know. My kids try to do that to me all the time. (laughs) Hey, what school do you teach at? Marshall Christian Academy. Oh, very cool. All right. So I imagine you can know a lot of people. That you can you can share some love with the twelve I gift mean, cards. That's crazy. So could you is. tell could you tell me about a couple of them? Well, what I want to do is I have nine students, so I want to give each student a gift card, and then I have um, on my end of the hall. There's three teachers that I teach with, and they are phenomenal ladies. And so it's Abby Underwood, uh, Jessica Baldwin, and Julie Oldham. So that makes up 12 gift cards, and so I'm going to give them away. Wow. You're giving away all the gift cards, not even keeping one for yourself. No, no. you got to give them away. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing the love. All right, Ashley. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for listening. I think I have your address. Are you Evelyn's mom? I am Evelyn and Montgomery's mom. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. I will get these gift cards sent your way. All right. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Ashley Hodges, thanks again for calling. Nine kids that she teaches plus three teachers down the hall for a total of 12 gift cards. I'm so glad that she's able to just give them away. That's so cool. You know, that's the whole goal of this thing anyway, is to help make your day better and to help you make somebody else's day better. So Ashley, that's, that's pretty cool. Thanks again for calling. All right. Hey, I want to play a song for you. I don't know if you saw this or not, but over the weekend, I shared something on the uh, station Facebook page. It was a um, it was a song release party. It was about this brand new song from Emery Berry. It's called Don't You Cry. And she got to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind the song. She played that song plus some of her other originals. And she got to talk a little bit about her testimony. And if you missed that, you can still catch that watch link on our Facebook page. But I did want to play for you her latest single. It's called Don't You Cry. And again, it is Emery Berry, one of our local artists. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play that for you right about now. Don't you cry no more, baby. It'll be just fine. Don't you cry no more, baby. you make it to the other side. Now your word of life. Today from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, in the New Living Translation of the Bible, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I just want to touch on one thing in this word of life. It's that big word at the beginning, fear of the Lord. I wanted to make sure you understood what exactly that word means. So whenever I really want to find out, you know, the, the root of the word, what, what does it mean? What did it mean in the original translation of the Bible? Well, I go to blueletterbible.org, and it tears it down, word by word. What does each word in that scripture mean? And I found this. On that particular one, that word fear there is respect, reverence, 
piety. So remember that today. It's not necessarily talking about being so terrified of, of God. No, that's not what he wants for us at all. No, it's respecting, revering him, that kind of thing. So that's what we're talking about when we say the word fear. Let me read it one more time. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. You can find that word of life on our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok page where you can share it with your friends and family. It's also at the top of our website, 885jfm.com. Hey, we've got some concerts coming up. You can find out more about those on our website as well. We the Kingdom with Corey Asbury going to be Friday, November 4th in Birmingham at the Alabama Theater. And another big one, we've got Chris Tomlin and Mercy Me coming to the Probe Serena in Huntsville on December the 9th for the 2022 winter tour. So you can click that banner for more info as well. And let me tell you, I've got a big announcement coming tomorrow about another huge concert. I can't tell you the specifics. All I can tell you is it's big, okay? So I'll tell you more about that, uh, of course, tomorrow when when I can, when they're allowing me to. So <laughs> wanted to pass that along to you. A big shout out to everybody listening to us on the stream right now. Thanks for making us part of your day. And I just wanted to remind you that you can listen to us from wherever you happen to be. As long as you have the internet and a speaker (laughs) and a smart device, you can uh, keep us with you wherever you are. We'd love to keep you company. All right, now let's get back to this car line competition. I've got another question here. I wonder if you have what it takes to win three gift cards this morning. All right, we're going to go to science now. We're going to talk about some planets. Do you remember all the planets? Remember that mnemonic? What was it? My... Let's see. Mm, my, what is it? My dear mother? No, it's not that. My very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. That's what it was. Each one of those words starts with a letter that starts the name of one of those planets. And it's changed over the years because Pluto used to be in there. So instead of nine pizzas, mom is serving us nachos. Okay? So with that in mind, here's my question for you. Which planet takes 687 days to orbit the sun? Is it Mercury, Mars, Venus, or Earth? Hmm, 256-505-0885 is the number to call. And you know what? I might be able to give you a little bit of a hint on this one. All right, so there's an amazing little cartoon that came on. I mean, it was huge when I was a kid, but even before I was a kid, it was called Looney Tunes, right? You had Daffy Duck, you had Bugs Bunny, you had Tweety Bird, and then there was this other one. He'd so he'd say, "Greetings, Earthling. Have you seen my space modulator?" <laughs> Marvin the Martian, right? Yeah. Where was he from? Well, where he's from, that planet is the answer to today's question. So uh, there you go. Which planet takes 687 days to orbit the sun? Is it Mercury, Mars, Venus, or Earth? 256-505-0885. I got a phone caller. So stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song, and I will get your answer. Here's for King and Country. For God is with us. Greetings, Earthling. Hello. Is anybody there? Hello. Hello. Have you seen my space modulator? (laughs) You know what? I probably have. <laughs> I bet you left it on Mars. I did. I did leave it on Mars. That's where I'm from. <laughs> Congratulations. With that correct answer, you just won three gift cards. Good job. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Cindy Payne. Cindy Payne. What are you up to today? 
not much, just in this morning traffic. I got you. Well, you know what? We give you these three gift cards in hopes that you'll keep one and give two of them away. And I want to know. I will do. Who are two people that really mean a lot to you today? Um, I would probably pick my mom. Aww. And uh, um, my friend, Carrie. All right. Tell me about your mom. Why do you love your mom so much? Because, you know, my mom loves me. She loves every bit of me, just like God does. And he loves every one of us. And it doesn't matter what I do or say at the end of the day. She still loves me regardless, and I love her so much for that. Yeah. I was actually reading a little bit of a study earlier this morning that says that talking with your mom does the same as a warm hug because her voice releases oxytocin in your brain. It's like the cuddle hormone. It makes you feel good. That's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that, but yeah, it's something about talking with mom. And how about well, that's that? amazing. How about that friend of yours? Um, Terry. Yeah. She- um, she's just a good friend, over and out, always been there for me. Yeah. Just one of those, she's actually a friend that God sent to me, so. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing the love. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. All right, let me grab your address real quick. I'll get these gift cards sent your way. All righty, thank you. You're very welcome. Let me ask you one more question, if that's okay. Okay. Why do you listen to 88.5 JFM? Because it's Jesus music. I love it. Thank you so much for listening. You're the reason why we're here. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Cindy, thanks again for calling me. Oh, it was great. And I got to get my Marvin the Martian impression out there too, which was awesome. And in case you missed the question, it, it all revolved around Mars. It was a really technical question. It's which planet takes 687 days to orbit the sun. And I gave the hint that Marvin the Martian was from there. So, yeah, <laughs> fun stuff. All right. I've got another question here. I wonder if you have what it takes to win. Let's see. Hmm. All right. Let's take you back to English class. Which word in this sentence is a verb? Her grandmother grows sunflowers in the front garden. Is the word grandmother? Is it grows? Is it her or is it garden? 256-505-0885. Again, I'm going to read a sentence. Which word in this sentence is a verb? Her grandmother grows sunflowers in the front garden. 256-505-0885 is the number to call. I got a caller right now. Stay on the phone line with me and I'll start this next song and get your answer. Here's Matt Marr. Lord, I need you. 88.5 JFM. Good morning. Good morning. Who am I talking to? Emily. Emily, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Okay, I've got a question for you. Okay, I'm going to read you a sentence and I want you to tell me which word in this sentence is the verb. Here we go. Her grandmother grows sunflowers in the front garden. Is the verb grandmother grows her or garden? Grows. Grows is correct. Congratulations, Emily. You just won three gift cards. What do you think about that? Pretty amazing. I think so, too. And you kind of answered that question as if you weren't quite sure if that was the correct answer. I was not sure at all. (laughs) Well, you got it. It all worked out. Now, you know how this works. We're giving you three gift cards. We want you to keep one and give the other two away. So tell me about two people who mean a whole lot to you today. Um, Bryce and Landy. Oh, tell me a little bit about each of them. Um, Bryce is, well, my nephew. and Well, both of them are my nephews, and I really want to let them have some gift cards you know and 
Bryce has been trying to call in for a, a couple weeks now. Oh. And he hasn't uh, been able to get through yet. Nope. Wow. I'm up with him and huh? my other Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing the love on the radio. And I hope Bryce gets in soon. I want to talk to him. And we just dropped him off at school. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully tomorrow will be Bryce's day. Yep. Very cool. All right, Emily, I think I have your address here. Give me just one second. Let me make sure I have it real quick. Yes, sir. Awesome. I got it. Thank you so much for calling me this morning. Have a great day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Emily is the cool aunt giving away gift cards to her nephews. That is awesome. I love it. And thanks for sharing the love on the radio, Emily. It's always good to hear from you. You know what? Not only does she listen to the car line competition on the Lifeline Morning Show, Emily also listens to the Varsity Radio Show on Tuesdays from 2.30 to 4.30. And she's called in and won a five-person all-day pass to B&B video games as well. Hey, you could do that too. Be listening to the Varsity. It's 2.30 to 4.30 on Tuesdays. We bring in local student athletes. We talk with them about their sport, what they've learned so far, what's their next chapter, and, you know, uh, just have a good time with them. It's it's a lot of fun. All right, so I've got one more question for you. I think this is the last one of the, of the hour. This is the last one I can get in today. We're running out of time, so here we go. Here's your question. This one might be just a little, hmm, just a little difficult. Here we go. I'm going to try to ask you in the best way possible to give you the best chance of winning this thing. Okay, which country has a flag that is blue, white, and red? There are no stars. No stars on this flag, okay? But it's blue, white, and red from left to right in vertical stripes. One big blue stripe, one big white stripe, one big red stripe. Hmm, is it Italy, Belgium, Spain, or France? 256-505-0885 is a number to call. Again, which country has a flag that's blue, white, and red from left to right in vertical stripes? Is it Italy, Belgium, Spain, or France? 256-505-0885 is a number to call. I have a caller on the line right now. Stay on the phone line with me. I'll start this next song. See if we can get this, uh, this, these gift cards sent your way. Stars go dim. Yes, he does. Right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Good morning. Hello. Hey, what's going on? This is Emily's sister, Bree. Very nice to meet you, Bree. How are you nice doing today? Good. Good. Okay, so I've got a question for you. This one can be kind of difficult. Do you know a lot of flags? Not, not really. Not really? Okay. Well, we're going to try our best to see if maybe you can answer this one right here. Okay, so which country has a flag? That is blue, white, and red from left to right. There is one big vertical blue stripe, a big vertical white stripe, and then a big vertical red stripe. Okay? Is it Italy, Belgium, Spain, or France? Let me give you one hint. Okay? Lots of times when you eat a hamburger, you have these as a side. Fries are otherwise known as French fries. So if something is French, that means it comes from... France. France is correct. Congratulations. With that correct answer, you just won three gift cards. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, cool. Cool. I think it's cool, too. Come on. That's three gift cards. One to Gunnersville Chick-fil-A, one to Albertville Home Bakery, and one to the Caring Heart Thrift Store in Arab. We want you to keep one and give the other two away to two people who really mean a lot to you. So who are they for you today? My mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Tell me their names and what do you love about them? Their names are Rick and Dusty. Yeah. 
But tell me something real special about mom. Mom is a really nice person. She was... I, I don't know. I can't really describe her. She's a, just a cool mom. Yeah, she's mom. Okay, and tell me something special about that dad of yours. He he worked very hard to get it. Yeah. You know? I got you. Well, it sounds like you got some amazing parents. Thank you for sharing the love on the radio. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> Bree, thanks again. That was so much fun. And Rick and Dusty, their last name, Laster... That's Pastor Rick and Dusty Laster from Stay Free Ministries. Pretty cool stuff there. They are some amazing people. I know that couple. Yeah, Bree, thanks again. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of today's car line competition. But guess what? We'll do it again tomorrow, starting at 7 o'clock. But hey, we've got about two hours of show left. What are we going to talk about? Well, I can tell you this. We're going to share some brand new music with you from a band we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk about some other fun stuff as well maybe even give you an excuse to go to the beach between now and the end of the year yeah so stick around i'll get into all that coming up here in the next few minutes on the lifeline morning show in the meantime some more great music i got david leonard with good lord it starts right now right here on your 88.5 jfm making your day better i love some good family harmonies and i found it with a band called consumed by fire these are three brothers who are doing this thing together and actually, they've come near us before. I remember driving down to Bluntsville and actually seeing this band in person. Just an amazing group of guys. They are Caleb, Josh, and Jordan. And um, you know what? They've been touring for a while now. It's been a while since we've seen any new music come from them, but I'm glad to say they've got a brand new song out. I want them to tell you a little bit about the behind the scenes, and uh, then we'll play that brand new song for you. So here, uh, take a listen to this here just a little bit about the inspiration behind their brand new song. My favorite line from our new song, Hope Says, is he's still writing my story from glory to glory. He's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with you. You might be facing circumstances that are challenging today. Faced with mountains that you're like, man, are they really going to move? Yes, they're really going to move. We have to speak to them, but we're never going to open our mouths if we're already defeated before we face our giants. Amen. We got to keep our hope let this song be an anthem for you today. It was an anthem in the hardest season of our lives coming out of COVID. Our dad had a massive stroke. He passed this last May. We've been through a lot as a family, but I promise you it gets better. And there's healing in the word. There's strength in the word. He is our hope. Amen. So don't be moved by everything you see. And remember that the best is yet to come. Get your hope back. Jam this song. All the way to 10, y'all. I love you guys. I love what he said. Jam this song all the way to 10. That means turn it all the way up. Here it is. Hope Says by Consumed by Fire. Take a listen. Hope says it's getting better. That's Hope Says, Consumed by Fire. Right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Now here's Stephen Curtis Chapman with Don't Lose Heart. I love wedding vows because they really cover all territory, right? For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. Well, I'm getting ready to tell you the story of one couple who've already dealt with a whole lot of sickness, but it's not stopping the love. It'll inspire you.
So stick around. I don't know about you, but I really don't believe in coincidence. I think that everything happens for a reason. And I know we can kind of get into some muddy territory there, but let me tell you, when I'm talking about this couple, I think it was definitely meant to be. Yeah, she invited him to the dance floor. Said, hey, you want to dance? And he did. And that was the beginning of an amazing relationship that took a really long time to blossom. Why? Because she got really sick, but he stuck by her side through it all. And now, well, we just wait. I'll tell you the rest of the story coming up here on the show. It will put a smile on your face and it will warm your heart. So stick around. I'm a big softie. I love to hear how people met each other. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like you think, well, maybe things are just coincidence that people happen upon others. You know, it's a, a chance meeting. But no, I think lots of times these things are orchestrated by God. You know, he's setting things up just right. And I love hearing about it. Well, let me share just a little bit of one of those stories with you about Nick and Victoria. I think you're really going to love it. And there are a lot of layers to the story as well. So stick with me. And here is Victoria to tell you a little bit about how they met. I actually met him on the dance floor. I was visiting San Francisco and uh, I asked him, I, I did the first move. I asked him to dance with me, which he he said yes, <laughs> and at the end of the night, he asked for my number, but I, I told him, I'm actually just visiting, so I probably won't see you again. But then he asked me, um, where are you from? And I said, I'm based in Illinois. And he said, no way, I'm actually from there. I said, no way, and then he showed me his, his ticket that he was gonna come to Chicago two weeks after, after that meeting. So that's when I said, Okay, I'll give you my number. <laughs> I love it. So just on the dance floor, didn't exactly say what she was doing there. It sounds like maybe she was at a, a wedding reception, but they're there on the dance floor. They're having a good time and they just really hit it off, you know, and what are the chances that he is from Illinois where she is from? That's pretty cool in and of itself. But besides that, you can tell there was a lot of love. Uh, there was a little spark right there when they met. Well, you better believe he called her. Yeah, and they were on a long-term relationship. You know, sometimes that can be rough, not being able to see each other that often. But that trip to Chicago, that really helped things, right? Well, here's the deal. This is something that Nick would learn later on, is Victoria has lupus. You ever heard of somebody with lupus? There's not a, a cure for it, at least not, not yet. They haven't discovered anything to cure it. So there are a lot of things that come along with lupus. Well, little did Victoria know that she was about to embark on probably the hardest journey of her life because, you see, she had an adverse reaction to some of her lupus medication and it caused her to have blisters on her skin. It, it was something called Stevens-Johnson syndrome and it was bad. So bad that when her mom took her to the emergency room, they kept her there. And she spent quite a long time there. She had to go to the burn unit because of the blisters. All in all, she spent over 200 days in the hospital at 23 years old. You know, she's saying normally somebody in their, in their 20s like this, they'd be living it up, right? Having the best time of their lives. But she says, no, I was in the hospital. I was learning how to walk. I was learning how to eat again because through this journey, she had to have a trach put in. She had to have a feeding tube. 
It was bad. And her body just dwindled. She lost her hair. She lost a lot of weight. But you see, Nick decided to drop everything he was doing and move back to Illinois so he could be by her side at the hospital. And he spent countless hours with her, making sure she was okay, letting her know, hey, I'm here with you. We're going to get through this together. That is dedication. I love that, right? Well, you see, over the course of this time, Nick had developed a really good relationship with Victoria's mom and asked her mom's blessing, can I marry your daughter? And you know what? Yeah, Victoria was placed in a medically induced coma, but when she came out of it, guess who was there to welcome her back? And guess who had a ring in hand? (laughs) Nick, he had his grandma's wedding ring and he proposed to her. And guess what? These three years later, after all of this went down, they are happily married. Yeah, the happily ever after. Definitely in their future, right? Well, maybe not. But even if it's not a happily ever after, I think this relationship could stand the test of time. Because look at what they've already come through. And that's one thing I love about wedding vows. It's for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. And that's just what you you stick to each other during those kinds of times. You know, it's just an inspirational story I had to bring to you because they're celebrating their relationship now three years later finally married three years after that engagement to the day it's just a cool story i don't think that was coincidence at all and i had to share it with you hey i hope that we're doing a good job of making your day better susan has a way with words and she is figuring out how to parent her strong-willed child oh my goodness you have got to hear this story she says this no two families and no two children are alike (laughs) yeah from the musical to the environmentally conscious our children inspire us and keep us humble but what do i do with my strong-willed child that's it don't say another word i shouted in a tone and volume that made even me cringe before i allowed conviction to mellow my tone i crescendoed you are done young man If you cannot think of one nice thing to say to the members of your family, go sit by yourself on your bed. I have had it. Yeah, you can tell she's a little frustrated, right? She says, my precious little strong-willed child marched himself into his room and slammed himself on his bed and lay in a state of stock, still, defiance, obedience. (laughs) My word for exterior compliance combined with interior resistance. The cherry on top of my gold medal parenting was when I stormed into his room, handed him a Bible, and ordered him to memorize Ephesians 4.29 so that you can learn how God wants you to speak, I said. For the record, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Oh, the irony. (laughs) It had been a bad day. A bad day, Susan says. The strong-willed child of mine had argued with me, berated his sisters, blamed his brothers, complained about school, and argued about chores. He had stepped on my last nerve hours ago. Since then, every act of defiance and complaint had been salt in the wound. I would ask God to help me. Think of the right way to respond and then re-enter the fray. But with each incremental infraction, my resolve weakened, my agitation rose, And my volume increased. Then I lost it. 
royally. When the blow-up occurred, the entire family was affected by collateral damage. The other kids disappeared, probably running for cover. Realizing mom had reached the point of no return, they concluded it wisest to avoid contact until normalcy re-entered the home. Finding myself alone in the kitchen, I slammed bowls around and threw food on the counter because families still expect dinner even when there's a crisis. Chopping vegetables never felt so good. Though my fingers were in mortal danger, I started praying out loud. The kids already saw me act crazy. What was yelling to the Lord in the kitchen going to do? Confirm their suspicions? Uh, What do you expect, Lord? What am I supposed to do? He wants to be in charge. He deserves to be punished. He deserves 40 lashes and walking the plank. You're going to have to show me how to parent this strong-willed child because military boarding school is my only idea. Gently, my lord soothed my ruffled feathers. His peace began seeping into the edges of my spirit. His thoughts filtered into my thinking and opposed my faulty reasoning. Do I give you what you deserve? That thought startled me. I deserve death. Yet God gives me forgiveness and life every day, even the days when I'm at my worst. When you deserve to walk the plank, what do I do for you? Hmm. I wasn't sure if that was my own thought or the Lord's because I'd never heard God sound like a pirate. But the question was valid. When I defied the Lord in stubborn rebellion, he often used scripture just as I had given to my son, but he never harshly sent me to my room and required me to get truth in my head and fix myself. Instead, he sat beside me, filled my heart with truth, working conviction and change in me through his love. My hands slowed and I stopped murdering the poor defenseless vegetables. I sank to the floor crying and asking for forgiveness and guidance. I needed guidance on how to right this ship and get back on course. So what do you think happens in the story? Do you think there's a rest of the story? you think there's a happy ending? Yeah? Isn't it funny how sometimes in those moments when we're so heated, we're in that state of crisis, we can't see a way out. And it's like, God, you've got to do something. I'm so mad. Well, it was during that moment where she felt like she got that word from God. And let me tell you, it had a huge impact on how the rest of the story goes. And to hear the rest of that story, stick around. I'll get into it here in the next few minutes on the Lifeline Morning Show. Yeah, it might be something we all can learn a little something from because I don't know about you, but my little girl, she can be defiant. Oh, oh yeah, she she really can. So, hey, we'll all learn this together. Stick around. We'll get into it coming up here on the show. So here we find ourselves thinking about Susan and her predicament. You see, she's got a real strong-willed kid, and he had just been on her nerves all day long. Yeah, so she sent him to his room. Gave him a Bible, said, hey, learn this verse. And I mean, she was pretty mean to him. But honestly, kind of deserved it, didn't he? Because he hadn't been listening. He had said some bad stuff to his brothers and sisters. and He was just defiant, right? Strong-willed. Well, this whole time, Susan's trying to figure out, how am I going to reach this kid? And that's when God starts talking to her and realizes her. What? Uh, realizes he, She realizes what he does with her. Whenever she's like that, it's not some kind of forceful, go to your room and read your Bible until you fix yourself. No, it's not that at all. There's a gentle nudge. There's a sitting beside. There's working through the problem that happens. That's what happens with her 
when she messes up, what God does with her. So she's praying, right? That's where we pick up the story. He's still in his room. She's yet to approach. She's yet to figure out what to do next. But she's getting an idea together. So here's the rest of the story. Praying for both the humility to apologize and the resilience to not back down, I entered my son's room and sat next to him on his bed. He laid on his bottom bunk, arms crossed, jaw set, eyes steeled. It was like perching next to a block of concrete. I am sorry that I yelled. I offered that without equivocation. I suddenly felt the need to justify my actions. I would not have yelled if he'd not pushed me over the edge. So really, it was not all my fault. It was his. But no, I didn't add anything to my apology. Okay, he barked. He wasn't given an inch. Of course not. He's a very strong-willed child. His entire personality never gives an inch. Have you worked on that verse yet? I asked him. His Bible laid closed beside him. Obviously, he hadn't cracked it open since he got in there. Right? He said, no. Uh, And then that's when she said, please help me, Lord, to be lovingly consistent. Help me to not yield on truth, but also give me tenderness to reach his heart. Scooch over and I'll help you. So here, she's going to read this Bible verse with him, right? And so my concrete block of the sun moved just a smidge, enough to have moved, but not enough to let me in. Because, you know, strong-willed kids are great at disobedient obedience. I laid down next to him, half on and half off the bed. Resisting the urge to sermonize about the verse, I decided to let the Spirit have full reign with the inspired Word of God. I just read it, bit by bit, out loud, and he repeated the words. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Ephesians 4.29 Convicted by the words I had led him through, I sincerely apologized. I am sorry I let my frustration take over. There were lots of unwholesome words out of my mouth that didn't give you grace. Please forgive me. So he forgave me and he returned the apology. And I told him, son, you have a stubborn, a stubborn spirit, but that's not at all. that's not all bad. God needs stubborn people who will stand for him and who will not be afraid to speak. But without Jesus, your stubbornness will be selfish and your words will be hurtful. Do you want your words to build people up or tear them down? Build them, he whispered. Yeah, me too. I want to build you up. God wants to help us do that. May I pray for you? With his nod, I began praying. And God revealed to me new ways to pray for my son's heart. That idea was not that he would not be such a stubborn, strong-willed child. Yes, I've been asking the Lord for that for a long time. Rather, I needed to be asking God to channel that stubbornness for his purposes. God created, formed, and programmed this young man correctly. Though sin corrupted the design, it still wasn't mistaken. He just needed constant training. So she prayed with her son. And she says, I had another decade with this one. That included praying and arguing and talking and arguing and losing it, repenting, praying and talking and so on. But this one moment on his bunk was pivotal in my understanding of how to steward this gift of a son. So she came up with some points that helped her through. And I wonder if maybe they could help you. If you have a stubborn kid, I just want to touch on him briefly. And I'll tell you where you can find this article. Number one, do not question the the design that God placed in them 
Stubbornness, energy, opinionated tendencies, talkativeness, etc. All of those are abilities ready to be honed into powerful weapons for the kingdom of God. Number two, do not ever compromise. Strong-willed kids need to know down to their toes that their parents mean what they say. They are on the hunt for weakness, so never be weak. Number three, craft opportunities for them to lead. They need practice while under your guidance to develop ways to lovingly apply their leadership abilities. And number four, love them. Cuddle up next to them, walk alongside them, assist them. Give them a vision about how God can use their uniqueness. Since parenting this child often involves difficult conflict, it's vital to grab onto opportunities to be on their side and to have fun. And finally, pray. Pray for each character quality that you're afraid will land them behind bars. (laughs) Ask God to use those very things to the glory of his name. Timid souls do not slay dragons. Rather, it's the stubborn, loud, talkative, justice-bent, head-of-steel, resolve-of-granite person who's not only willing to charge the wall, but can also rally the troops to follow. So, there you go. Some tips on how to parent your strong-willed kid from Susan. Who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and maybe even a few scars to go along with it. So, that is the story I wanted to share with you. Now, here's where you can find it. I'm going to go put it on our 88.5 JFM's Come Together Facebook group. So go over there and check it out, okay? It'll be up there in about 30 seconds. Now, more great music. I've got for you, Pat Barrett, Build My Life. There is a really cool content creator over on TikTok. Her name is Elise Myers. And let me tell you, she's got some pretty inspiring content. I love following her. Every now and then she gets, I mean, real. And most of the time she is. She's just real in front of the camera. She doesn't have makeup on. Nope. She got a messy bun going and she's just talking about life. And Sometimes we just need that. We don't need somebody performing. We just need somebody being real with us. And that's one thing I love about her. And she's talking a little bit about the friends that you have in your life, about how they can really come through and help you out of a really dark spot. Here, take a listen to this. It'll inspire you. I guarantee it. Sometimes when I can't sleep, I think about the time that I was really depressed uh, many years ago and I struggled to shower because just showering when you're sad is really hard to do. You don't really feel like a human. And I had a person that I barely knew at the time. Her name is Laura. And she was a hairstylist at a really fancy salon, a salon that I never would have had the means to walk into by myself. Um, She would call me into her salon once a week and she would wash my hair and blow dry it and massage my scalp and talk to me like I was a human. And she would send me on my way and I'd come back the next week and she'd do the same thing. I tried to pay for it every time and she never let me. I will never forget that kindness. It was the only thing that I looked forward to in my life at that point, and it's the only reason I'm here today. Laura, you saved my life, and I just want you to know that. And to anybody um, walking alongside someone right now that's like in a dark season, I just want to let you know that your presence is helping enough. Sometimes it's hard to know what to say or what to do, or if you're helping or hurting, just by you coming alongside this person and treating them like they're a person because most of the time in those seasons, you just don't feel like a person. Um, You're helping and you're doing a great job. Just keep showing up for them and they will come around eventually, but you're doing great. And Laura, I am here because of you today. And I just wanted you to know that. We all need a good friend. Even when I'm walking through the valley of dark shadows, even when I'm overwhelmed beneath the weight of 
Even when I can't outrun my fears And every other hope has disappeared I'm not alone I'm not alone I've still got Jesus Oh, I've still got Jesus Closer than a I love talking about my old alma mater. Yeah, I went to Wallace State, not too far away, right? Over in Hansville. I got my associate's degree in music there before I went off to uh, Jacksonville State. But let me tell you, Wallace is in the news right now. Why? Well, you know, if we're supposed to be driving electric vehicles in the coming years, I think it's important that we have mechanics who can work on them. And that's what Wallace is making sure that we have. Yeah, they just received a grant for $1,169,958 from ARC. What is ARC? The Appalachian Regional Commission. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So what exactly is it going to do? It's going to be used by Wallace State to upgrade its mechatronics program and create EV or electronic vehicle programs in its automotive services and diesel technician programs. Yeah, the school plans to partner with the American Trucking Association, Freightliner, Kenworth, and Mercedes-Benz to bring its programs into alignment with EV needs. So the program aims to serve 230 students annually. Yeah, this initiative helps communities and regions that have been affected by job losses in the coal industry due to the changing economics of America's energy production. So that grant being awarded to Wallace State, I just had to tell you about it. It's one of those local happenings that needs to be celebrated. So 230 students annually. So we're going to have some very highly educated EV technicians and mechanics who can work on all those electronic vehicles. And we need that, right? Yeah. So anyway, just uh, wanted to let you know, hey, that might even be, I don't know, that might be in your high school senior's future. You might tell them about it. They're like, yeah, I like that idea. Let's do that. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Lifeline Morning Show. I want to leave you with one final thought before I have to say goodbye for the day. Yeah, it's this. When you recover or discover something that nourishes yourself and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. There's just something about certain things that really feed your soul. And you realize what they are. Sometimes it takes a little maneuvering. It takes a little finagling. But we were able to make a little room in our lives, in our busy schedules, to make it a part of it. It's important because you matter. You really do. So what is it that brings you joy? What is it that brings you happiness? Maybe it's helping others. Maybe it's volunteering to help somebody else out. Maybe it's, I don't know, handcrafting things. Whatever it is, make time for it. Because you know what? What we are passionate about says a lot about our character. And maybe even a lot about what God created us for. So, give yourself a little permission to delve into those things. To explore just a little bit more of those things that bring you joy. Alright? Yep, it's good. (laughs) Alright, hey, you can catch today's show, all the talking segments, over on our website. I put it up as a podcast after the fact at about 10.10 this morning. It'll be up at 885jfm.com. Just click the Lifeline podcast. All right, that's going to do it for me today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you right back here tomorrow from 6 to 10 for another Lifeline morning show.